When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw. This is Best of the Best. We discuss the most legendary, iconic matches in professional wrestling history. And today we've got one that some people say is the greatest ladder match of all time. One of the greatest matches of all time because it's certainly two of the greatest characters of all time that is the heartbreak kid sean michaels and the bad guy mr razor ramon wrestlemania 10 ladder match john i'm so glad you said one of the greatest matches of all time you know that gets overlooked because it, it set the standard of the ladder match but you know if you look at the match and its content i mean this is this would be a great match and a great storytelling match even without the ladder in it but you know, it, we had the ladder in it. It wasn't the first ladder match. And, you know, we, we, can, we, we always hit on the history of this stuff here. And ladder matches, as you research and I research, you know, the, I guess they, they finally come to an agreement, they being whoever they is. They come to the agreement at Calgary, Stampede Wrestling, so Stu Hart himself. I had the first ladder match, but then there's, there, there, there's controversy on who, what was it? Was it the Japanese guys, Kendo Nagasaki, or was it, uh, what's the other guy's name that, that was doing it? Uh, Tenru? Yeah. I uh, know, no, the Kauri guy, but anyway, that's not important, but Kendo, Kendo, to, to me, Kendo was, was the guy, but I don't know, but supposedly Brad Hart took the ideal of the match to Vince and convinced Vince to 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 make it a, a WWE match, and, and they did. And real, real realistically, uh, Sean and Brett actually had the first ladder match, but it was a non-televised event up in Portland, Maine, or something like that. So there was footage of it, and I think it's shown on one of the videos, one one of the WWE videos. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Brett was the one that had the first. It was a house show event, and then they had decided to put Razor and Sean in it, and they had a couple of live events around the horn to kind of work out the kinks to get ready for WrestleMania 10. Uh, all of that comes as the uh, great wrestling historian, your friend Bruce Pritchard, has outlined very well. <laughs> that's right bruce 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 gave us some tremendous uh insight on this you know there there, there was real controversy on on the timing of this match also that it, you know that it kind of infringed on the next match and we're talking wrestlemania here i've sat behind that gorilla position before as you know john and and you know time disappears during wrestlemania and and you you can you hate to cut anything off because it's wrestlemania and that these guys are out having probably the match of their life. And they're all hoping for that one WrestleMania moment. So how do you sit there and tell them to go, especially a ladder match? That's, that's the first time we're seeing a ladder match on a major pay-per-view. That is the first time when we see this match here. Yeah. And this isn't any WrestleMania. This is WrestleMania 10. 
and they're going back to the garden, the home of the first WrestleMania. And so this is a huge anniversary. And this match is squashed between two championship matches. And uh, it, so the match itself in the garden, WrestleMania 10, the whole night is a special night. That's right, you know, and the WrestleMania 10, and that that's when Vince want, wanted to, to uh, every 10th year, we're going to go back to the garden. I don't know if we stuck through to that. We'd have to do do a little bit more research. But 20 we did, 20 we did, uh, okay. 30, I think we were out in, I think we we're out in California, I think, or maybe that, maybe that was Triple X down in uh, Louisiana, I'm not sure, but we weren't in the garden for the 30, I don't believe. Okay. But we were for 20, because I remember how cool it was, because I don't remember who and Ron and I wrestled, but we were we were on twenty, and it was that was pretty that was pretty cool place to be in the in the garden on that special night of that anniversary. And your storied career, I mean, of course, ladder matches weren't even talked about during my career, my my prime time, my career. But did did you ever have an either a tag match or in a ladder with a ladder or or a, a singles match as many times as you defended that title? I had one ladder match that I remember, and it was with Jeff Hardy of all people. Wow. So of course, of course, I did the job. <laughs> you know, as Ron used to say, we have a ladder match. I'll hit you with the ladder. I mean, not much we can do. To, I can't see <laughs> a ladder I can't, match. I can't. I can't believe your big butt got up off the ground and got up on that twenty foot ladder. Or At one point, Jeff is hitting me, and he's going, "You got to take a bump," and I'm scared of heights. <laughs> i didn't mind the fall i, I didn't like the height yeah you're <laughs> so, like me uh, our our big butt our big butts they need to be closer to the ground not, not i was not, so happy when we had the, the dudleys and edgy christian uh oh, and hardy's Hardy, yeah. and you know not that me and ron would have been in there anyway but i'm so glad i'm so glad we weren't even considered well, I can't, I can't imagine Ron even consenting to something. Damn, you want me to do what? <laughs> they, they asked Ron one day, there were a bunch of kids out there doing some moves, you know, practicing moves, you know, trying to get to figure out how to do these different flips and flops. And Ron's sitting there just watching them. And somebody said, Ron, what would you do if they called that with you? He goes, tag John. <laughs> and what would John do? not tag in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. John don't want in, Ron. <laughs> You know, I, I can't, I, I, I can't imagine, you know, the talent that the, the matches that you and Eddie Guerrero had, I mean, if you guys would have probably had a ladder match, I mean, they'd probably be talking about that match also, because Eddie could make any, you notice I said, Eddie could make any type of match shine, you know, with anybody. So yeah, it would have been with anybody. We had, you know, we had the cage match where it came off the top and we had some, right. you know, we were able to do some pretty cool stuff off the top rope. Yeah. I would have actually enjoyed a ladder match with Eddie because Eddie was so good. He was, he was like Sean, you know, people would talk about Sean could have a match with anything, how he could have a match with a ladder and Sean could, you know, Sean could, Sean could do anything. Eddie was the same way. I, I think Razor kind of got pissed off. Somebody said that Shawn Michaels having a match with a ladder out there and they took it the wrong way. Like they wasn't respecting Razor Ramon's part of this thing. But as we get into the, we just see how, how much talent and, and we, we, we got to bring it up. We just lost Razor and we're doing this, this video as, as a tribute to our, to our lost brother there. But the, 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 the talent that, that, that Scott Hall, Razor Ramon had, I mean, it just shines through in this and the power and, you know, just his demeanor inside of the ring. You can see why Razor Ramon was such a big star in this thing. Yeah. And I worked with Razor quite a few times when I came in. And I worked the entire European loop when he and uh, Kevin were about to go to WCW. 
and he had no reason to work hard. He had no, you know, they were going for big money. They were just fulfilling the obligation, which was pretty cool for them to do. Uh, WWE, and I worked with Scott many times. He worked his butt off. I mean, he he had he had such a good brain in the ring. It was such a pleasure to work with him. He he really he really knew his way around the ring. I think so too. You know, he, he had that, that great training. He was trained up in, in Minnesota. Then he came down here to Florida and got some of the, the Eddie Graham and the Dusty Road and, and, and all, all those uh, various guys influencing him. And so he had, he had the, the psychology down to a pat and man, you talk about somebody taking a character and making it their, their self. You can't you can't say Scott Hall without thinking of Razor Ramon. You can't say Razor Ramon without Scott Hall. I mean, Scott took that that Razor character and 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 embedded it in his heart and soul, and it really comes out. And that's one thing about Scott Hall that everybody just has to admire. What a professional this guy was. A lot of guys, oh, you got me doing this character and stuff like this, but this is a character he liked and. And thank goodness at that time, you know, the movie Scarface, Al, Al Pacino and everything. And Al Pacino was, was you know, an Academy Award winner, uh, of course. So Razor took parts of that character and, and, and stole it, and like we all do, and, and, then, and then, then made it his own, you know, through, through developing that character. But let's get rolling here. This, well, the introduction here uh, is uh, good old uh, Vinnie Mac here and introduced us back in the days where Vinnie Mac was still on the uh, still on the, uh, the microphone. And it, it, it ain't me that, uh, that's letting this match go long. It's our good buddy, Bruce Pritchard. That <laughs> that's right. At the grill right. That would have never happened with me there, would it, John? <laughs> that's exactly right. Hey, one other thing before we go, you know, Scott Hall, people talk about, you know, who was the greatest non-world champion wrestler. And there were a few, you know, Piper, certainly right. gold dust would have been a great world champion when right. he was gold man. He would have, that would have been like gorgeous George. I mean, that was, he was so good, but Scott Hall, I mean, Scott Hall would have been a great world champion. He was a big, good looking guy could really work could do promos. You know, when, when people talk about who was the greatest wrestler to not be world champion, you know, Scott made a ton of money, but that one thing, he would have been a great world champion. You're exactly right. And heel or babyface. I mean, Scott, uh, he could go either way with that character I and mean, he could make it work either way. So you're, yeah, that's, that's a great point. I never really thought of that, but uh, wow. I, I texted. And you know, back in the day, we always said, well, you know, you, some guys didn't need the championship and he was one of those, you know, Ted DiBiase, Ted yeah, DiBiase Jake, didn't, Jake the snake yeah. didn't, Piper didn't, Goldust didn't, Scott Hall did not need it. He was that over that he really didn't need a championship to go with it. But we say they didn't need it, but you know, just if they would have, what what would their career oh, been yeah. like? <laughs> I mean, all those guys I mentioned would have been, <laughs> been great yeah. world champions. So, Josh, let's get to rolling the uh, video and let's get started on the greatest ladder match of all time. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen! <laughs> it's uh, the great Bill Dunn doing the ring announcing here, right? Yeah, thank goodness it's not Tony Chimmel. Uh, yeah, well, I think we see. I think Tony does a, uh, a cameo, a chimio in, in this uh, match. <laughs> the, the real one of Shawn Michaels and the focus one of Ray. I think that's so cool. That's such a great shot there. It's a terrific shot. And to think, you know, WWE was the first one to do this. And that's, that's really cool. And remove both belts to become the 
you get in trouble for that nowadays, saying both belts. And the, the, the story behind the two belts is uh, John got popped, you know, for illegal substance, and uh, I told him to send the belt back, and he said, no, I'm, it's my belt, I'm keeping it. So he kept it until they had another one that was designed for Razor. And then Sean came back with the belt, and uh, Pat come up with it. According to Bruce and Pat and Bruce, uh, Bruce and Bruce. <laughs> And you know, we said to Calgary, I bet if Bruce Pritchard was out of Calgary working with Stu Hart that week, and he said, Sue, why don't you do this? Uh, yeah, because I think Bruce Pritchard invented Stu Hart. Yeah, he did. But if you'll notice here, Sean, you know, the old, old adage, you know, never walk under a ladder. That's right. And of course, Sean doesn't walk under a ladder, but watch the bad guy. Watch how he did it. Watch it. Look at the big diesel there. You know, people just didn't, I don't think, realize, you know, you see, you see Kevin Nash now, how big he was. Oh, man. He was massive. Legit seven foot, man, and, and all, all power. Yeah. Huge. I can't imagine him on a basketball court covered that, man. We got like uh, Paul White. Uh, big show. You know, and then Sean had that time off, you know, the little, the little problem he had with WWE and as Bruce Pritchard would say, they had to talk him into coming back. But Sean, as you said, wouldn't send the championship belt back. So that left him with two belts held by two different guys who one had never lost it, and one, one had it, and won it in a tournament, which set up this incredible ladder match. And to set up this ladder match, too, the fans should go back and watch a couple of the promos and, and the events leading up to this thing. It's awesome how they built it in this thing. I watch it. Look at the bad guy. There, what a character, man! What a presence he has to come out. He's pushing 300 pounds at the end of this match, too. He has to be right under, right underneath it. Ladder match is bad enough. I've heard some uh, some interviews uh, by 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 Scott, you know, and. Uh, you know, the match was such a, a great match, and a lot of people forget who won the damn thing, you know? <laughs> That's right. That's this right. is a case where it really wasn't that important, you know, it was just the concept that mattered. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jeff Hardy, when he came out a couple of times, would walk under the ladder, which I don't know if he got that from Scott Hall or if he just started to do it. I don't either, but, you know, it, Scott Hall influenced so many people and The Rock. He influenced The Rock. I mean, you know, and, and several other guys along the way there. But this, this, that's how powerful this character was in my business. You know, and the thing about it is, Jerry, you think about it, you say, okay, I want you to come in and be like a Pacino Scarface character. That doesn't sound like it's going to work. Except that like you're copying him. Scott Hall. There's Jimmel. Now there is, see, I told you we making a Jimmy over in this thing. Capacity crowd. Capacity crowd there. To witness the ladder match. Here we go. And uh, Diesel must vacate the premises. And it's great how they build this thing up. And this, this is really, uh, you know, we talk about stories all the time. We talk about telling stories all the time. How Razor attacks the leg to take out what Shawn Michael known for, the super kick. So he's taking out that leg on Sean when he starts working on this leg. Just watch the, how, how he developed it, uh, along the way his pattern of taking out on Sean's leg. Just when you think Sean can strike. I can't wait to see that. 
And there's the great Earl Hebner as the referee out there. Well, Earl was just the best, wasn't he? Yeah, and Earl, Earl refereed so many important matches in WWE. Think about those Earls. And, you know, here's a ladder match, and they're starting out doing what? Wrestling, folks. Building up to that spot where you get the ladder. I've heard interviews with Sean. Uh, why this match, why he thought this match was so good. And the way he said, these guys went up and down the road together for years before this match and after this match. But he said it was just basically two friends out there who really trusted each other with their bodies and would let each other do whatever they they wanted to do because they knew their time would come because both guys were so giving to each other. Yeah, and it's just something when you have someone that you're very comfortable with. You know, you don't have to call anything. It's just kind of a feel out there, which is hard to describe to people who aren't in the business, but it's such an easy thing when you're out there with somebody you're comfortable with. Yeah, and they'd had a couple of rehearsal matches. I don't know if they still do that, but that was a great thing back in those days where they had a couple of house show matches where they could, they could start working on their spots and working on their territory. But here, watch the big diesel come out here. And I think this is so great. A lot of people didn't like this, but I think it just added so much to it. When uh, when Earl makes the decision to uh, send a big guy to the back. Diesel, stepping over, Razor. Oh, dear, you got to sit the guy to send me out of here. And Earl saw it. Earl didn't miss nothing. <laughs> Look at Earl. Earl is just the best. Yeah. And the camera missed Earl throwing him out. Yeah, missed that old throw out there. There he goes. Yeah, it's gonna cost you some money if you don't leave, big boy. And this takes out, you know, Fender take, well, this takes out Sean Jones, number one asset. He got out there, gets this big uh, Razor Ramon, and takes away his bodyguard, uh, Kevin Nash Diesel. So now, now the sides are kind of tilted towards, uh, towards Razor's side here. The Razor takes advantage of it right away, starts getting his heat because uh, the Trump man's gone. Oh, Ryan Alice White, the connection, see the two championship belts hanging above them. Sean and his crisp moves. I mean, he, you know, he look how he's selling there. Boom. Not, what a bump that is. Oh, Sean was just unbelievable. I, you know, Sean later in life was great. But Sean at this era, he had so much athleticism. It was unbelievable. You know, when he came out of that curtain, it was like a, an, elect an explosion when he came out. We're seeing, uh, so up, we're seeing two guys right here that's in the prime of their careers, too. I mean, you know, they're just, just starting to peak and just starting to figure out who they are in the business. And, man, are, are they peaking at this time here? And there's nothing like the athleticism of, you know, two great athletes when they're in their prime. Because they just do stuff that's natural to them that most people can't do. And they're starting at, at this age too, uh, as we all know, it takes so many years to really start figuring out the business. And I think I think it clicked on both of them about the same time. This is how we do business. This is what the business is about. It takes that experience and that timing just to get there. And they, they both are peaking at that timing right here in this match. 
And you look at that. They spent that time setting up that spot with taking the mat up, taking the mat up, then all of a sudden the backdrop over the top rope to the mat. Yeah, and you forget about the mat. He's headed to the ladder, and I can assure you that Razor Ramon is headed to his doctor. Those ladders aren't wide either, man. They're, they're no. hard. Yeah. You know what is amazing is now you've got 50 ladders under the ring just in case. You know, they only had one ladder. One ladder in the entire Madison Square Garden, so the legend goes. And if this one broke, what the hell would have happened? That doesn't sound like WWE at all, does it? No, not at all. Because so much can go wrong with that ladder. Yeah. Say what a spot there. Just minor use of the ladder. They're saving it because uh, folks, this isn't something that they could go on and research. So there were no video. There was nothing of a ladder match in the history of our business where uh, that they could go and study a ladder match. So all this had to be created themselves as they were going along. And what's so great about this that I love is they've introduced the ladder. They do a little spot with it and then they leave it alone for a little while. You know, so far the, this whole match, you haven't had the ladder. It's hard to work that ladder being as long and as heavy as it is. So when, when this this spot here, when he nailed Razor, he got the ladder upside down there and then watching me nail Razor right in the, the midsection there. That, that's got to take your, uh, I don't care, you know, how soft it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when Vince got busted open by one of the ladders and it's just, you know, Vince wouldn't put up his hands for anything. But it's hard to work something that's unwieldy like that. Razor selling. I mean, a 300-pound man here, and you know he, he knows what the business is about at this point. And you think about it, getting hit with that metal ladder is not that big a deal, but the way Razor sells it, it makes everything. And folks, they ain't rushing. They they they're not they're not in a hurry. They're they're taking their time. They're letting each other sell and register the moves so it means something. And we're this far into the match, and this is the first time they're setting up the ladder to go for the two two belts. Uh, this was first real bump from the ladder, right? That's right, yeah. They've just now for the first time set up the ladder. <laughs> Don't boot oh, to the face. This was a thing <laughs> back in back in the back in this this era. You know, Terry Funk, I think, introduced it to the business. Thanks, Terry. Him, him and then of course Flair <laughs> took it to another level on down the line. And then Sean Sean picked it up because Rick was doing it. So how many times like, did you see guys get their pants pulled down doing cage matches and the, the, something on a pole match? And it never happens during the course of a regular match. <laughs> <laughs> never. No. The punishment Rage Ramon has taken from the ladder. Wait a minute. There's a shot here that you can look at. I think it says one here that uh, 
that's iconic in, in our business. Razor, uh, during an interview I saw, he said he signed more of these pitchers here of this shot right here, Sean coming off the top than any other pitcher in his career. And people got to understand, that's a heck of a bump. Yeah. I mean, he's two, he's two couple feet above the top rope, maybe two or three feet, and he's coming straight down. I believe that's a 20-foot ladder, John. A ring rope to 15 foot. Come on, Sean Razor is finished. Just get those belts. There you go. You're right under. Here we go. Ladder isn't almost, almost is not big enough for, <laughs> for the right. Yeah, exactly. That's why I thought Sean, Sean's not a real, real big guy like Razor is. Can he reach these damn things? Ladder's going to be right perfectly under for Sean. Now look at this one here. Wow. Hits that top rope and bounces off. And like you say, it's there's no template for this. I mean, everybody does that that bump now. Yeah. Everybody, every yeah. ladder match you see, you see bump that's similar to that. These guys created it. And these people that have never seen anything like this. I mean, you can hear them; they're going crazy. Yeah. Razor is so over at this time too. When when he starts, his will come back to building just goes banana. Go banana. <laughs> I can't picture either one of them getting up after what they've been through. Both men knocked unconscious and look hanging up. And you look at it. I mean, what they did was so simple right there. Just the old drop down double noggin knocker. It wasn't some crazy high bump off the ladder. It was just something very simple. But they're selling it. And the whole crowd is buying it. And once again, they're taking their time on that sell because all, all the punishment they got. And and then, okay, let the people breathe it in. Let them take it. Let them set the scene, so to say. I saw a clip of Sean and Razor talking about this ladder match. So what do you think? Sean said, we had a lot of hair. <laughs> well, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> wow. That's not an easy bump. No, going over the top of that ladder and Sean, but Sean's bumps were always pitching perfect. I heard Razor talking about this spot here, and one of the things is, you know, once he gets the ladder, you think, as the commentators say, climb the ladder and get the belts back. But Sean had beaten up Razor so much with that ladder, it makes perfect sense in the match that Razor's getting him back here. That's the type of character that Razor Ramon was built to be, so it, it, it goes perfect with that character. Once again, it's that character building from the inside that Razor's got. Oh, catapult talk right into the ladder. <laughs> and pull the ladder I think yeah, he was kind of trying to come back on Razor, so I was told, but Razor rode out of the way just a little too quick on it. You blame him? No, no not at all. <laughs> There's no control coming off those ropes. 
to Ramon. He's been on the receiving end of most of the punishment. You've got to be kidding me. Nobody's taken more abuse than Shawn Michaels in this match. Razor with the ladder. And now, well, Jerry Lawler is such a good announcer, too, right? What a bump. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry, Jerry adds so much to this. I mean, to, to anything that he calls, he just, you know, he was a competitor inside the ring. He knows the business. He knows the storylines and he can read the storylines by watching the match. I really thought when Vince got off commentary, it was a bad decision. I don't know what you thought. I, I just thought this iconic voice, this baritone voice is leaving. And it was one of the best things that Vince ever did because it created other stars and it made other people step up. Once again, that cold sell there, man. Both guys are down and they're both selling. Both would take a tremendous amount to punishment at this time. And they're so. But watch your razor uh, body language as he gets up there. He when he goes on the attack there, you can just see that three hundred pounds just, just laying in the shot. Come on, Sean. Michael setting up the ladder. Wait a minute. I always like this two-way uh, crawl up the ladder. Yeah, me too. And the suspense, and we listen to the crowd as it gets rung by rung. Uh, this is where Sean takes an iconic bump here, too. No, no, no. Ooh. Ow. I mean, that uh, razor, razor's bump looked. But uh, taking that superflex off the damn top of that ladder, I mean, we see it all the time now. But back then, folks, this was the first time that people had seen this thing. So. Yeah, one of the differences, you're going straight down off that ladder. You know, superplex off the ropes, you got a little bit of motion going into the ring. Going straight down, just there's nothing, there's no gift. I, I, lo I love this match, how they sell. I mean, I think, I think this is really why it's, it's considered an iconic match. Not only because of the mood, but the story. These guys are both injured, and they sell the hell out of everything that happens to them. Yeah, you remember the match we went over? Of course you did. The Pat O'Connor, Buddy Rogers, how Buddy would just sell, sell, sell. You know, your great champions knew how to sell. Was a super kick. And Rage Ramon appears to be out. He is finished. Oh, his eyes open. What is he doing? Michael's Hit him one out. more time, Sean. I don't think he's out. Give him one more shot. Michaels doesn't know what to do. He's done everything he could possibly do to Rage Ramon to keep him down. What? what? Oh, wait a minute. Michael's oh, mimicking. Yes. Michael's mimicking. Yeah. The ultimate insult. The ultimate Michael's humiliation. Trying to set up. Michael's trying to set up Razor for his own Razor's edge. Finishing with his own move. And he can't. Wait a minute. Oh. Ooh. Oh, 
Wow. It's such a great spot. You put the Scott Hall in such jeopardy here with the super kick, the pile driver. These series, they were gone. They got both of us because we sit here silent, just watching, watch next, you know, because <laughs> we're right. into the match. This is a strange spot here, too. I mean, there's no control. This has got to hurt, man, folks. I'm sorry, but this has got to hurt. But again, they're creating something on the fly. Okay. And Sean selling it also. That's a, that's a point a lot of people miss out on. And sometimes you do a move that you got to sell it too. It, it's so so impressive that you got it. It's right. Both of you go down and sell. Yeah, and it makes the move. Yeah. Double bad luck. It's just amazing they only had one ladder. Yeah. He super kicked him. He's pile driving him. He's landed on them with a ladder. I wonder if these guys were aware there's only one ladder in the building. <laughs> there's, a, there's a spot there that everybody copies down. Everybody. That's right. And it's the first time any of these have ever been done. Yeah. You know, unless Brett did it, you know, in the match, he did it with Sean. And look how he's got his leg in there too, John. I mean, that's, that's, that's a great place for a heel to have a baby face tied up like that. And then honestly, there's not a lot of control that you have to get out of that move, except kind of pull yourself up and, and loosen the rope there, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of Andre's favorite spots to tie himself into that top rope. There it is. And Sean got there just too late. Oh. You know, it's a perfect ending. You know, as uh, Bruce Pritchard, who invented wrestling, would say, you don't have to beat either guy. Oh. It's like a cage match or anything. You know, it's, it's not a pinfall. It's one guy climbs a ladder, one guy doesn't. That's all the property lives on. That is a great point that Brother Bruce brought up, and it, it, you know, we, you search and you search for ways not to not to take anything away from either guy, not to beat either guy. When, when you throw something like a ladder match or a cage in there, you don't have to do that. I was always confused in the beginning when I went to WWE, why? Because the way we won cage matches down the south, and I believe in Texas too, you went through the door. You know, you couldn't go over you they were there to keep people in, but the, you know, it evolved from that. It, and it evolved because they didn't want to beat Andre, I guess, in one of the matches, or Bruno with one of the matches with Kolov. Right. Like Sergeant Slaughter and Pat Patterson alley fight match. There's that iconic view right there. Look at that. The, yeah. the crowd is going banana. Well, John, there we have one of the most iconic matches by two of the greatest athletes that, that were reaching their prime and showed they were right getting into their prime. Just gave us a look at the future of both of these stars and where they were going. Yeah, and physically, you, you know, you talk about they're reaching their prime in both. You know, physically, they were 
incredible athletes. Mentally, they were just, they were incredible athletes mentally too. And these guys just knew the business. I mean, it was just so pleasurable. I was in the ring with both of them in the mid nineties and both of them later, you know, around the mid two thousands, they're the same guy, but man, it's just that when, when you're 10 years younger, you know how it is. You can just do so much more. And when those guys mid nineties, I mean, they were just unbelievable how good they were. They were good in the mid two thousands, but that, that young athlete, just there's something you can't replace that young athleticism that comes with uh, youth and great ability. And that youth, they, they don't care if you get hurt. I mean, if each other get hurt, you know, because they, they, they're pushing that limit so far, they don't know what it's going to take to, to hurt themselves. So they, that's they, right. You know, they, they, always say, that limit. they always say you spend your first few years in business learning what you can't do uh, <laughs> because you, you think you can do anything. And all of a sudden you start getting hurt. You think, okay, put that down. Can't do that. Can't do that. Exactly. And then they, they're finding out in this match when these matches started coming along, I think they found out a little bit quicker than we did, you know, like a little <laughs> that's right. And they brought after this, everybody was doing ladder matches, everybody. And, and that was a big point too. You know, I, I think, I think it was, uh, Bayner Connie that brought this up, you know, uh, WWE is always accused of stealing from the independents and taking stuff. Well, this, uh, this ladder match became so popular that the independent scene, every independent, uh, uh, show in, in the United States, I think home Depot had a shortage of ladders during that the next two or three years, because all the independent shows were buying the ladders up and having ladder matches in their shows. And what a bunch of iconic people in the ring at the same time. So you had Earl Hebner, the referee diesel gets thrown out. You had King and Vince on commentary, one of the greatest commentary teams of all time. King, so good. Vince, so good and so iconic with that great voice. And then Sean and Razor inside the ring. I mean, you had the best of WWE of all time in one match there together in the greatest arena in the world, Madison Square Garden at WrestleMania 10. That's right. And don't forget your adopted son, Tony Chimmel, made those two appearances there. I did forget him, but... (laughs) You always forget him, but... Don't forget it, folks. <laughs> yeah, and get but, yeah. you a chimio from Tony Chimmel. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the, the the match was just loaded with with future future stars who were huge stars at that time, also. But we're seeing the beginning of of their Hall of Fame careers. All all of those folks that you just mentioned there, you know, they're all Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, and you realize that uh, what we we've known since uh, we first saw this match, this is one of the greatest of all time. And in my opinion, the greatest ladder match of all time, you know, they, they did greater things in other ladder matches. They had greater moves, but I don't think anything will ever replace the drama and the story of this and this ladder match, the first one. Yeah. Well, this, this match here gave those ladder matches, those later matches, a blueprint to go by though, to work off of. And uh, these guys, as you, as you said a little bit earlier, they, they were just coming off the, the top of their head. They were the architects of this stuff. They were designing it as they were, as they were rolling along. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, and let's, let's give uh, Brett a lot of credit for bringing this to uh, the WWE and bringing it to Vince and Stu Hart, a lot of credit for, for having the first uh, ladder match and, and stampede wrestling up there. And so it, it, it developed, I mean, and then with it, uh, later on, you know, because of this match here, later on, we had uh, uh, the iconic uh, three-way tag team uh, match that, you know, that 
that's another ladder match that everybody that you can't get off your mind. You know, the Dudleys, the Hardys, and and uh, help me out here. Edge and Christian, yeah. Edge and Christian, yeah. Edge and how can I forget those two studs, man? Yeah, you know, it's funny. You know, I know you've been in a lot of territories where they have a new match, and as soon as it gets over, they do it a to so many times it kills it. <laughs> yeah. and I was working yeah. for Otto in, in Vienna, and uh, they brought the, the bull rope. He goes, what do you do with that bull rope? Bull rope match, right? Because, you know, he had worked in the AWA. And I said, yeah. So I had a bull rope match with Luke Poyer Rambo, who's, who's the big babyface champion, and it went over really well. The crowd was good. So we had three in the next week. <laughs> it was so dead by the end of the week that, you know, there's only so many things you can do in a bull rope. And you had no place to cut after three weeks. <laughs> no, no, my head's all ruined. Yeah. After Regent Dusty started cutting on his arm, I think. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You just get tired of bleeding. He had no more forehand. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. But it, it's so great to be able to, to go back and, and under the circumstances and why we picked this match, we know we lost a brother, but it's so great to go back and watch these matches because a lot of these iconic matches are, are matches when these guys, like we've been saying, were in their prime and ready to go and anything went, man, just go until I can't go no more. And that, that's the attitude that you had and have to have uh, when you're involved in a match like this. And both of them went out there and as they say, they left it all on the field, man. Yeah, and you know, it's something about two friends that when, when they're wrestling like that, you know, that you think, okay, we're going to show them. And both of you have the same mindset. You trust the other person, and you're just going to leave, like you say, everything out there. But somehow it just seems to work better with two friends. Now, to, to both credit, Sean and Brett weren't friends, but they had that 60 man Ironman, 60 minute Ironman match that was just absolutely phenomenal. So it does work. It just, I think it works a little better when you have a guy that you trust and you know very well who's your friend. Exactly. I agree 100%. Over that. You know, you get that familiarity with, with somebody. You just know what you can do and when you can do it. And, and that's so important in the timing of the match. And you could tell that with these guys here, they, they, had, they, they could tell what each other was going to do ahead of time. So it was so easy for them to, to fill in the gaps there. It's so important to have that trust, as you know, John, and, and, and a match with your opponent there. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons you have seen these iconic matches. And we look back at them and go, that was a really turning, a big turning point in, in the industry. So there you have it. Stories with Briscoe and Bradshaw, best of the best. What we consider, what many consider the greatest ladder match of all time. One of the greatest matches of all time from two of the greatest characters of all time. Sean Michaels and Razor Ramon. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.